0: Hey guys, it's me, Casper. Um, I am bearing some really, really inche- interesting experience and story. Uh, I have the Doug Coutt show on board this time, and we both have some pretty interesting stories and hope that you enjoy. Um, I've posted my story on a blog on Medium. I will include the link in the description of the podcast. So I just wanted to say thanks to all of my listeners near and far who are tuning in on whichever platform you're listening on and continue sending messages and sharing your thoughts and opinions about what you hear. And we are always like open to recording with anyone anywhere.
1: Yeah. Hey,
0: hey Doug. What's up? How's it going? It's going good. Awesome, awesome. I'm glad you're able to join me on this podcast. It's been a while since we recorded together. Yeah, um, that's very that's, that's true. Yeah, and happy 1st of July. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know exactly what there is to celebrate, but hey, it's July, I guess. <laughs> another hot month. So, I guess today's topic is going to be about reoccurring dreams that somehow come into our current life, like our reality, and we had no expectation of this happening. In fact, I wrote a blog about this around 2.30 in the morning, this morning. Oh, wow. I'll send you the link later on today, and you could read it, and the photo is... Described so you have access to the photo that's being described as well. Um, oh, nice. I think you're gonna enjoy this a lot.
1: Wow.
0: It's a real story, it kind of has a tiny bit of scariness to it, but it's not like, oh my gosh, I gotta stop reading this story because it's scary kind of scary thing. It's not, um, it's just my like absolute words, like feelings that were put into words finally.
2: Yeah, so. Yeah.
0: Um, um, I guess for I, new I, listeners that don't know who you are, tell everybody about yourself first before we get into this.
1: So I'm Doug. Um I'm twenty eight years old of me, 29 this year. And I've been totally gone since birth. Um I also do a podcast of uh, the Doug Talk show. Mainly what I do on there is it's it's a random show, but most of the time what I do on there is books book of me. Uh, Sword and Scale Recap, and I'll explain what Sword and Scale is a crime show that comes out every two weeks, so uh, that's supposed to the bad and releasing an episodes uh, in about two weeks, so I do that, and then occasionally I will have interviews with different uh, developers, game developers, uh, artists, so one day I may just randomly sit down and just talk and just talk about a subject or anything like that, matter. so you guys want to you can follow me on anchor at Doug Couch show that's D O U G space c-o-u-c-h-s-h-o-w well there's a space in between couch and show, so check that out
0: there you go guys this is who you, this um you want to check out you want to check out doug's show and you know give him a good listen he's got some really really good stuff there he's doing some really cool things you know, collaborating with other podcasters and whatnot. So we're going to dive into story time with Casper and the Doug Couch Show. Um, So 10 years ago, I'd say about 10 years ago, I was like 19 years old and I was, I don't know, I, I was in a totally different mind space and I, I don't know, I was just like stressed out about finals and stuff. I was always nervous about whether if I was gonna do well in college or not. And my anxiety would lie to me and tell me that I wasn't good at anything and I wasn't gonna be useful in society and all these things that just made me feel very low and worthless. So I kept having this reoccurring dream about um, this, this room that had a door that I needed to get into and for some reason i kept on having this dream on and off for the past 10 years and it all it always gave me that same feeling like oh i need to get into this door it's i really really need to get in i need to get through here but every time i walked in there was always someone there that kept on saying no you can't go through here you can't Mm -hmm. it's not okay you're not allowed to go through here Mm -hmm. And at Mm. first it seemed like they were just trying to stop me from getting what I needed out of it because, you know, you still throughout all the, throughout all of the anxiety, I always still had a tiny bit of hope and determination still alive. You know, um, the anxiety didn't always win because eventually I would still beat it. And it it was very strong. It's kind of almost like depression a little bit. Um, Yeah, yeah, but you know, depression is a whole different monster But anxiety Anxiety is totally different It's just annoying and useless Um, So I'll describe what I saw in that dream Um, So basically It was like a shiny wood panel floor It was like a very Upscale library Very fancy library Um, The shelves were stocked with Leather books that looked like they were made from like years ago but very well kept and the windows were high from like the ground to the ceiling and it was very ancient looking architecture and it was like a fresco design on the walls where they like drew little people into the walls with like sculpting and stuff like stone wall design and the light from outside like the sunlight was very natural and it lit up the room very naturally so you didn't really actually need light bulbs or anything until night hours they would turn on those little table lamps or whatever yeah. so it gave off it gave off the library kind of feeling but it was only one person in there and there was this big old door that I would walk in that I would go to and it had bronze handles and I was trying to pull it open I would reach out for it and then the person in the background would go nope you can't go in. And then the dream would end. Yeah, it would end. I'm like, every time I woke up, like, what the hell is in there? Yeah. And I try to go to sleep to see if I can finish the dream and see what was in there. And I would just have some old, like, totally different dream. Like, that's not... Unless some random person don't. There we go. Hey. I have no idea what that was, but... I guess that's Anchor's fault. Yeah. Um, so I shall continue. The dream ended. And I always woke up with a sense of confusion. Like, what the hell was that? Yeah. I want to know what's inside that door. Mm-hmm. And I never found out. Until a couple of months ago, I guess somewhere back in April, I went to sleep and I, the dream came back again and it was a whole different, it looked completely different. The room, the space was not so bright anymore. It looked like mid-afternoon where the sun was pointing in a different direction and Mm. I just felt like that energy that was in there it just felt like oh it's old news it's nothing new anymore i i had no real urgency to open that door anymore because i'm a lot older you know years went by and i'm like okay well i don't care about this door anymore it's closed who cares but yeah that person that always stopped me from opening it was no longer there Mm -hmm. so i came face to face with that door again and I pulled it open and it just pulled open very easily this time and all I saw inside of there was just a replica of my bedroom in a larger space like a replica of my bedroom but there was like tons of space that I didn't need in there that's crazy so I'm like all of this for that
1: exactly like really
0: really it wasn't even necessary anymore. And then the bookshelves around me, they looked kind of empty. It was almost like somebody was moving out. It wasn't very full anymore. Hmm. And, you know, the the floors were still shiny, but the bookshelves looked like people were moving out. There's no... There was nothing really happening in there anymore. It was old and finished. Mm -hmm. And that room that I walked into and I finally opened the doors nope it was just a replica of my space that I currently live in and the shelves were like practically halfway empty and you know I was like wow so I woke up I didn't feel confused anymore I felt like I don't know I felt like I finally found the answer to something wasn't sure what it was (laughs) but I found the answer to something and I think I had found the answers to the questions that I always kept asking myself years ago. Like, oh, yeah. am I going to be a good contributing member of society? Am I going to be useful? Like, what am I going to do with my life? You know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. now that I look back again, I'm like, okay, well, I am actually doing something useful. I am a contributing member of society in any way that I can because I'm I'm an assistive technology trainer for the blind and visually impaired and a disability advocate which I never saw myself doing 10 years ago all of what's happening now I didn't see myself doing that 10 years ago This literally I did not see that coming no pun intended about the blindness (laughs) I didn't see it coming (laughs) so after that I texted my friend I was like hey I finally saw what was inside that room and she's like what are you talking about and i'm like remember that reoccurring dream i kept telling you about and she's like oh yeah that one from like years ago that you never saw inside of and i'm like yeah i saw and i don't have the okay. urge to open anything anymore and i guess what that was to me was okay the way that i interpreted this was back then I had a fear of something. I don't know what it was. A fear that I wasn't going to be good enough in society. And now, as an adult, I guess I overcame it, and that's why the door was able to open. Um, dreams actually do have a connection to what you're going through in life, believe it or not.
1: Yeah, they do. it's it seems yeah. Go ahead. Um that was one dream that I had I was really really scared Mm It was back when I was sick with my lung infection um so I was sick and didn't know what was going on with me so I had a dream that I was in the hospital and my last wish was to see my friend Jenny and so my parents bring her into the room I'm sitting there or I'm laying there in the hospital bed and I'm like come here and so she comes and sits down on the bed she holds me, and next thing I know, all you hear is be Oh snap! I literally, I literally flatlined and died in the hospital in her arms. Oh. And I woke up, and, and I woke up right as I flatlined.
0: I oh like, shit! Oh my god. Oh, that is so
1: fucking scary! Oh my goodness. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. I woke up and I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Am I really dead? but obviously I wasn't but I mean you know it was just like dude oh my god that would have scared me so bad for not wanting to sleep and I was the only one and I was the only one there too Tasha Uh, had already went to work uh, I was the only one there Damn. then there was the time I dreamed almost got hit by a train and right as the train was about to hit me up oh
0: shit that is so scary yeah. You know, sometimes people like to interpret dreams a lot and it's like not every single dream you gotta sit here and decipher some of them that I, really linger are the ones that you might want to have questions about but not just any old little dream you know
1: sometimes I don't want my dreams for sight to be you know figured out I,
0: think I, I think I found the answer myself <laughs> I, I think I and, you know it was just a lot of questions because back then I was undergoing a lot of plastic surgery, and let's just say 19-year-old Casper was too busy being worried about what people thought about her appearance, you know, the eyes and ears didn't look like everybody else's, and I was too worried, like, oh, what if they don't like me because of my ears and my eyes? You know, as an adult, I was like, I don't care anymore. At least you'll know who's really going to be your friend, or who's going to actually like being around you. you.
1: You can't reverse plastic surgery, though. Yeah. I wonder why they call it plastic surgery. I don't know.
0: But the surgery I was having was medically necessary. It wasn't just me with a whole bunch of... Uh -uh. Uh Uh-uh. I wasn't just sitting here like, Oh, I got $5,000 to piss down the drain. Nah. I actually needed it. It was necessary, and that's what... I was going through, you know, that's that kind of shit. Um, But man, you're, yeah, you, that would have scared me pretty badly, man. Um, Yeah. But continuing with this doorway that leads to nowhere, that's what I'm calling this the doorway to nowhere. Um, Oh, that could be a book. I've found, okay, so in reality, like real life now, Last month, yeah. before I went away to Michigan, I found—well, actually a month and a half ago—I found a door in the library, and it was—it ex- looked exactly like the one that I had a dream about over the past Whoa. ten years. It looked too realistic, so I just happened to be doing something, and I had an IRA agent on the line, and I—I I don't know what possessed me to point the camera towards the window, but. I did and I was like hey can you tell me what that is across there on the other side of the building and he goes it's a door that has no staircase and you're on the second floor and that door is also on the second floor but it has no staircase or nothing I'm like what now why the hell would they have that there You know, in Massachusetts, the architecture of some buildings, when they add new buildings, certain things just don't look right no more. So that's what that was. Basically, that door that I found quite interesting and had a really strong resemblance to what I had a dream about for 10 years, Mm -hmm. um, it used to be the doorway to that library. And so when they added the new building that connected to it, the old building, that's when it got displaced and they took away the staircase and they put a new entrance to the building elsewhere. So I was like, wait a second, you telling me there's a door on the second floor that's facing outside that leads to nowhere, literally. And so we both joked around and said, that's literally the door to nowhere. So I was like, can you please take a picture of this door with my uh, through my camera for me, please? And do a description for me. And he did it and he saved it in my camera file because IRA agents are able to do that for you.
1: Whoa! they can control your phone or just the camera. Well,
0: they can, you know, control well, kind of sort of they can request an Uber for you or Lyft. They can take photos for you and things like that through your um, phone it's a service i can send you a like a referral link later if you have an interest in using ira or explore with it for seven days you can use it for free i could send you that information if you're interested mm. but i i i asked him i was like okay so show me where the actual door is so me and him we navigated to the other side of the library we went down mm-hmm. the stairs And we found the room that almost looked exactly like that room I was telling you about in the dream,
1: but- So it looked like your bedroom, huh? Kind of. (laughs) creepy.
0: It was weird, yo. I was like, I was so weirded out. And I'm like, 10 years ago, I never even, I've never been to this place 10 years ago. I didn't even know that place existed. So someone asked me, did you ever come here before 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, never in my life. (laughs)
1: not in reality anyway
0: not in real life but in my dream I did I suppose Um, so we found the big ass door with the bronze handle exactly like what I saw in my dream and it had a golden padlock
1: holy hell I was
0: like yo I even did a video of me walking from one side of the library to the other side to see it I was like dude I know this is just a door but there's something that has a connection to me with this. And yeah. it all came together. It was like, okay, well I saw something 10 years ago in a dream that I did not ever see in real life until you know, 29 year old Casper saw it for real. Uh,
1: wow. Well,
0: that lingered with crazy. me for days, even in When I went on, even as I left and went to Michigan, I even showed it to my friend. I was like, look at this. This is the door I was telling you about. I wasn't expecting it to be there, of all places. Yeah. But the architectural structure of some places in Massachusetts is absolutely immaculate. But when it's changed, it just looks weird. It's like displaced. And that's what happened with the door, that door that actually led to absolutely nowhere. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I wrote a blog about it, and now it's online. If you want, I can also send you the blog link and you can read it too. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And the photo is described it's a black and white picture of the door that um, I found. And ever since I raised attention about it, everybody at the library has been completely mesmerized by that door now. They're like, wow. ever since you pointed it out, now we can't stop thinking about it. We, They like go around and they look at it and they check it out. Careful, it might
1: lead to another dimension. I know,
0: stay out of that door. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: a parallel universe, I don't want to get in there. You might end up being in dimension X. I know, right? Like, a parallel universe through that door. But it's padlocked, yeah. no one can open it. At least. Like, I didn't even mm-hmm. touch the door. I, like, don't even touch it. You never know. <laughs> yep. I mean, this is Massachusetts. There's some things that happen that no one even knows the answer to. And I don't want to know. Yeah. I'm good. I don't want to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some things are better left untouched. And that's exactly what that happened. What happened. I didn't touch that door. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, you could look at it all you want, but don't touch.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess it goes with that old saying, look but don't touch. Mhm.
0: Yeah. And cuz when I first found that library space, I was like, why does this feel so familiar but I've never been in there before? What the heck? And that part yeah. of the library where that door is is it's where that li- like that was the original building of the library from like hundreds of years ago. Mhm might have been a past life experience that I'm reconnecting with I don't know
1: right. but I don't
0: want to think too deeply into it yeah yeah I don't I didn't want to like dig too deep like leave it as it is you found the door mm-hmm. and that's it
1: you found the door now leave that shit alone. exactly
0: hooray get away from it <laughs> <laughs> get the hell away. yeah I teach out of that location once a month so like I guess in August, well, July of this month when I go to teach there I'm still gonna like pass by that window and like look at that door and just keep walking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That space pretty much yeah, it was really interesting because I think I don't know, I was dealing with something, like, something was... I had some anxiety issues that morning, and I just happened to point the camera there, and I was like, what's that?
1: <sighs> yeah. I know how anxiety is. Wait, that thing is... Okay. Yeah, it, it... can be a thing sometimes.
0: Yeah. It completely got my attention, that's for sure.
1: Because, see, I don't know if you would call this anxiety, but... If I think there's something wrong with me, I will just like, flip out and be like, uh, okay, what's, what's this, what's calling, blah, blah, blah. Yes. You know, all these thoughts start going through your head, it's like, uh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel when I have anxiety issues. And,
1: back when I was sick, I had a big fear of dying. I was scared I was gonna die. So, yeah, that plagued me for a while. Yes,
0: I... I, I can see that happening totally
1: because you know that because, is a very
0: scary feeling
1: because literally when I would wake up some mornings I would have pains down my left arm pains in the left side of my chest it was, it was bad I could barely breathe it was bad
0: oh yeah I mean you're you're all you're all okay now right
1: Mm-hmm. Good. But the scary thing is that infection stays dormant in your body. So if I were to have like if I were to get something like AIDS or have some kind of transplant, that thing could come back. That's terrible. Which I don't I don't see that ever happening.
0: is terrible Mm -hmm. but meanwhile the blog has gotten a lot of attention on certain websites not websites but um, the place that I posted it medium is the source that I use to post my stories and I put them on Facebook too
1: how's your audience doing on your podcast my what? How are your audience on your podcast? How, how many plays do you usually get? Um, I get about 15 plays per podcast. Nice. Um, that's not,
0: you know, I, I'm i glad for that. At least it's double digits and not yeah. single digits. At least there's people listening. I appreciate that a lot.
1: Um, you know. With my interview with joe i got seven plays so far some of my podcasts have like 22 plays um i think my biggest one i think my top in my top podcast i had one that had 100 plays wow oh my gosh yeah i was like dude what that's awesome i wish they would fix the chart though because that little chart is confusing i don't get that whole chart thing
0: do you um Do you go on the uh, Anchor website on your computer, or do you use it through the app?
1: I use it through the app. Me
0: too. I rarely go on the actual website.
1: Do you understand that line chart that shows your plays and all that? No, I don't. (laughs) Screen reader isn't all that friendly with it either. No, but... Hey, at least it shows you your top episodes, so you can go look at what what made your top episodes and got the most listen. Yeah,
0: that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to leave that up, that review with Joe up there for a while because that seems to be getting a lot of attention. Good. Yeah. What did you think of it?
0: I thought it was pretty cool.
1: The game is supposed to come out July 16th, so... Counting down the days now. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a kick-ass game. There's a trailer um online if you want to watch it. Oh, cool. Send me the link. I'll have to find it again. and Yeah, I'll definitely send it to you. Because, see, right now, the big thing that's bothering me is I've got one of my teeth, and I think it... Like, I think I wore... The enamel mm-hmm. down so much that like it's one of my big back teeth and it's been it feels soft so I'm like oh and then my gums yesterday my jaw the left side of my face swelled up and I had to take some Tylenol to get that swelling down. Ow! I don't know what's going on and I don't go back to the dentist until August so it's like great. I
0: want to see if they can see you a lot sooner because that sounds extremely painful.
1: Yeah. But, like I said, the swelling in my jaw went down this morning, so it's it's pretty much gone. So Good, good. But the tooth isn't hurting or anything, but still, I wonder what I did to it. I'm like, did I break it? Did I just, I
0: don't know. Like a tiny crack in something? Because that could definitely really hurt a lot and cause oh, that yeah. to happen.
1: But, I've been brushing and flossing every day, so, especially after I had that those last three cavities filled, I was like, hey, no more didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Not on purpose anyway, which, maybe it really wasn't on purpose, I just wasn't taking my, care of my teeth as good as I should have, but, you know, I've started to now. So, uh,
0: any other last things you want to say to the audience as we're wrapping up?
1: Nope. Just keep tuning into the Casper podcast and always give her a listen. So, yeah. All right.
0: So thanks for uh, joining me on this podcast and
1: exchanging stories about reoccurring dreams and other things. Um, which thank god that hospital dream did not reoccur that was only a one time thing because if that had reoccurred I don't think I would have liked that no
0: not at all but um we're gonna end here but I'll still like reconnect with you beyond the podcast we'll like text you or something um thanks for joining on this alright have a good one Yeah. Previously, on several episodes ago,
3: over something as petty as a survey, that's an issue. A huge one at that. Uh, Yeah, a huge one at that. I'm just saying to myself you really don't hit my inbox over a freaking survey like
0: they must not have much to do I'm not, they aren't busy enough
3: that's what i was about
2: to say like bro they're too much of a bitch to talk to you in person but they'll fucking hit you up on the survey yeah about a spank-ass survey something
3: i think is they don't even come up to me and say okay some of the stuff you say um, your criticisms, you don't have to do all that. They don't even come to me at practice if they have if they a problem with me. They say all over online. But when I do the same thing, they said oh, everything has to be done online. Um, but, I'm, I'm, but I'm saying to myself, so you can say whatever you want to say, but I can't. That, that doesn't add up to me. And that doesn't make sense to me.
0: Wow
2: And then it's a rarity Because he's one of the few people that actually (laughs) give a shit about how the team
0: performs It's my silly ass brother in the background (laughs) (laughs) He's mad goofy (laughs)
3: Hi Casper's brother
0: (laughs) He already ran away (laughs) He tried to pinch my foot Because I was laying on the bed
3: (laughs) (laughs) But that is a mad ass example Of passive regression for real Because you could have just moved on with your life, not worried about it. And if you had a problem with me posting how I felt on... I think if, if you don't like what I'm posting on Facebook or any of my social media, there's an unfriend and an unfollow button or I block or block button. You can do it right at your fingertips. You don't have to <laughs> sit here and comment on every size I make about y'all. I express how I feel. Like... You will rather me express how I feel than hold it up and go off on all y'all all at once.
0: Because that's going to be when it's even worse. There's no way of calming that down. That's accumulated anger Mm -hmm. and it could come out in a very deadly manner. So they would prefer to just...
3: Say it now. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is they wouldn't be they... She wouldn't have never hit my Facebook messenger if she didn't feel some type of way or know was the truth. Neither one of them. They wouldn't have never commented on my status. They would have never hit my messenger up on Facebook. They would have never done any of that if they didn't know what I was saying was the indeed truth. I mean, that's all we, all we fucking say is nothing but the damn truth. Exactly. That goes for another day at MSU too. We say the truth. We don't rant. We don't do anything. We just tell it. We tell the truth. We tell it how it is. And if you can't accept the me truth. being real 100%, you can unfollow and unfriend my ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like my mama, outspoken. So if you don't like what I say, then you cannot follow me. Hit the road, hit Jack. the road, hit the road. I won't miss
0: you. Don't let the door hit
3: you on your way out. True,
0: but they they like to do. Or like me, I just turn around and scream at them really badly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like
3: I feel bad for anybody who actually wants to join the sport. I would tell them, like you may want to watch what you, you may want to watch what you do on this team because they tend to play favorites once in a while.
2: I'm not saying not only that, they're kind of bitches too because they can't necessarily...
3: They can't necessarily like accept criticism from their own teammates.
2: Yeah, they rather accept criticism for somebody that's of a big corporation. Now, let me tell you, like during the finals, like after the finals and stuff, they the big corporations basically said the same shit that Juju said. But they said it ten times worse. They were just like, "Oh, you know, there's kind of no hope for Michigan State. They were so sloppy, and you know, it was kind of a big disaster. Like, See? they're wow. not sure how they are performing this upcoming year. Like Juju, in other words, he was just like, you know, you guys are kind of falling apart. This isn't what we did in practice. You know, keep you get keep your heads up or whatnot. Don't fall apart. And they just like, oh, he's criticizing us and shit, but. The moment that the big corporations do, they're sitting there sucking their thumbs like little bitches.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's neat. Yeah. That is crazy. The National
3: Collegiate Dodgeball Association. That's,
0: That's
4: the what...
3: organization that runs all the dodgeball teams around the world. They said that this team, Michigan State, was sloppy. So sloppy. And they said it in a harsh way. I I said it in a nice way. I said it in a nice way. because we of... could
2: actually be encouraged to pick up and try to, you know, strip your team. If the big court people said it, then that's obviously a fucking problem, don't you think?
3: Agreed. That don't you think that if a big organization tells you you sub you should do something, but you don't want to hear from your own team, and it's in the organization saying the same thing I've been saying all year.
2: Exactly. Like you guys got to pick up the slack. We're, we're sloppy. Y'all still doing the same shit. That y'all force us to watch these damn videos. Yeah, that's what they do, just for us to end up doing the same shit anyway
3: yeah what's the point of watching the videos what's the point of watching the videos I mean, what's the point of keep emphasizing practice because you're not going to follow your own protocol I don't understand that I don't get it I don't think they I the person on this team that felt the same exact I said it I miss myself you know some people don't express themselves on this team when they don't make roster because they're scared because they're scared of how they gonna react so I didn't
2: care <laughs> I
3: didn't care a lot of a lot of people on this team felt that same way I'm feeling, but you're coming at me like I'm not supposed to do this, that, and the other. But you're coming at but you're coming at me for telling the truth.
0: Don't necessarily understand that. That's the problem with both well, people. Well, I guess they got a lot of emotions involved in it and they just have to take the you know, they have to do this without being emotional and not taking it personal. But I guess some of the folks, I don't know, it's,
3: but you see, but you see, that's the problem in today's society. People are scared. People are scared of the truth nowadays. That's what I noticed here at Mission State. If you, the moment you start telling truthful things about that person, they will flat out not listen. Either that, or they will hide behind the
2: damn phones.
3: Yeah, dude, and that's the problem in this generation now. It's all around the phone, but never afraid of face-to-face confrontation. And I meant to them multiple times with it and they had nothing to say hmm. but, the, but the moment I leave the room with a message just blowing up my inbox like you shouldn't be doing this doing that you could have said that to my face when I was there and or at I least asked... call or at least call so we can have a voice-to-voice conversation
2: something is don't send no sh- lengthy ass as
3: lengthy ass <laughs> messages
2: because that's just it's, I'm just gonna feel like you're bashing at me and then that then I'm just not gonna fucking carry the end like I would prefer you call me just be like you know hey like you know I realize that there's a stench in our room you know can we like meet up and do something about it or something yeah don't send a text and oh you're uh you're Hello, Casper. Yeah, sorry uh, about
3: that. <laughs> but yeah, look, hold on, I all right. So that whole situation just made me mad with dodgeball. I'm just saying, sitting here like, you can you can do better than what you're doing, but don't like, don't hit my don't hit my messages like talking about the stuff that I'm doing wrong because I know what I'm doing is right right but I I am going to find another club to go to hopefully they're much more respectful because I feel like I'm going
5: to press my button and it takes a lot because I feel like I have I, I don't have a lot of patience but I have a lot of tolerance so I can tolerate mm-hmm. stuff a lot because let me tell you my job be wanting to explode all the time but I tolerate it for multiple reasons I think of like the negative basically I go through like the pros and the cons before I try and flip out but if I'm already done you don't already push me to the edge like game over unfortunately you are about to take this
0: (laughs) bomb and just take it I just I guess I developed less and less tolerance uh, my level. I, I don't think I've ever been able to tolerate that kind of shit because I've always been the kind of person that would like stop something in its tracks mm-hmm. and scream my head off in that person's face so badly that they're petrified. Nope. And then it just gives me the shakes because I get even more angry. When I finished yelling at them. Have
5: you ever gotten so mad. That you've hyperventilated.
0: Oh my gosh. I have actually been so mad. That I like. I don't know. I just. I, I blacked out. I don't know what happened. But. It wasn't. Very. Good. No. Did just say the person. Thought I was crazy. Afterwards. was <laughs> like. This is what happens. Especially if you try to reason with them, that's another thing that gets it. Like, people getting under your skin and they're disturbing your inner peace. And then when you react that's when they call you crazy or you need help, like, okay, well I'm all of that then, but what were you when you were doing all this stuff and provoking? You deserve all of the reactions you got, so I don't care, you can call me crazy or whatever, but. You just you're, get, you're gonna learn To leave people The fuck alone You know Stay in your spot And don't bother nobody Otherwise You wouldn't be Having to call Nobody crazy
5: mm, I don't think I've ever blacked out but I have hyperventilated. in Um I don't even think I've had anybody Call me crazy At one point People used to think It was really funny When I got mad
0: I had two blackouts Mmm the course of like four years and I, I called somebody all types of things and I just drained the whole skin out of their body <laughs> like they were just pale when I got finished with them as I got ready to leave and I was like and another thing <laughs> <laughs> let's say they just never spoke to me again and every time someone mentions my name they cry because of how bad I hurt their feelings. But what were they thinking when they were messing with me and I told them to back up? Like, get up, leave me alone. Leave people alone, that's the thing. You wouldn't have this problem.
5: In my mind, you just sound really mean.
0: <laughs> Not mean, but who told them to bother me? I would have been nice if they didn't. We would be very nice people if people didn't get under our skin. I mean, I don't like being that way, but it is what it is. You're a ball buster. That's the way I am. My favorite quote from the movie, Married to the Mob. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta watch that movie. It's fucking hilarious. I guess when we hang out again together, at some point, we should watch that movie. I think I'm going to bring my iPad or just sign into to naturally Yeah, We gotta watch it. We gotta watch it on the um, Apple movie or iTunes movie cause it's a funny movie. And you'll see where I got that line. It's who I am, I'm a ball <laughs> <laughs>
5: Cause
0: she was messing with somebody and they freaking blacked out on them. And they were very, very harsh. And the thing is, I don't bother people, so but that's Girl, the thing that gets trouble me, that makes me even more angry. Let me tell you, trouble always comes looking for you. You're never looking for trouble, let me tell you. Exactly. I just want to be chilling and living my best life. You know? Mm-hmm. But when that shit comes roaring in my direction, trust me, the reaction. very unkind because I just want to chill I don't want to be bothered by nobody Mm -hmm. I don't understand why people can't respect that you know respect my wishes that's another part of protecting your mental health people who don't respect you and your boundaries then they don't have any regard for how you feel you're around people that have no regard for your feelings tell them to go somewhere or you just, you don't have to announce your departure from them. Just leave. Just leave.
5: That's I got a it. question. So do you like confrontation or do you not like confrontation?
0: I don't because I don't have good reactions to it. Okay. It's extremely tough, bad reactions with it.
5: Yeah, that sounds like me. I don't like confrontation, but I'd rather confront something if I think I can handle it. Like, there are just certain things, specifically there are just certain people I can't do confrontation with because my reactions are a little too bad, maybe a little too aggressive,
0: maybe not too aggressive. (laughs) I just can't. Like, as soon as I start getting as my, my, soon as my scalp starts to start getting hot that's the beginning of the blackout episode so you literally begin to get hot never
5: blacked out I can't, I don't
0: like it I just prefer to be in a peaceful state
5: of yes, life. I am a lover, not a fighter that's what I keep on trying to tell people I am a lover, not a
0: fighter but if you have to, you will but absolutely yes, annihilate will. someone mm-hmm. in just two minutes. Yes, if I need to, I will get you. Because you gotta protect your own mental health and your own peace. Can't let somebody else come over here with their dusty ass auras fucking around you. <laughs> Keep the dustiness away.
5: But sometimes confrontation finds you. Lord behold, I feel like that's what always happens to me. Like somebody is always looking to confront you about something. And some of the times I didn't even know what they were talking about. I remember growing up and getting confronted about things. And I didn't even know who these people were. That would be the (laughs) bad thing. I really didn't pay attention. Like my mom kind of drilled it into my head. You go to school to learn, not to make friends, not to chill and chat with other people. So I wasn't really all into that. I made friends along the way, and I did what I did, and I would walk my butt home. And I always find these people who'll be like, well, I heard you say such and such. And I'll be like, what? Who is that?
0: Oh my goodness. Like, I didn't even
5: know who these people were that they were trying to defend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no idea. Look, they just need to go find something to do with themselves. Like, just go somewhere. Like, go. I'm like literally like whisking my hand away, like get away from me gesture right now. And I don't. Yeah, you know, that shit is not cool.
5: And as long as you don't touch me, I I don't have no problems walking away. I've always been the bigger person, and
0: I walk away. Mm-hmm.
5: Just because I don't I mean, have time Everybody's to do. always
0: wearing fake eyelash. You just rip them shits off. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. If you are interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard um, either recently or like um, hundreds of episodes ago, you can send me an email to CASU305 at Outlook.com. And I'll say it again CASU305. At Outlook.com.
4: Hi. Hi, Casper. Hi. I have to introduce myself to you, which I'm so happy to do. I'm Jay Siobhan. I just found you in an interview with Coupon Queen Pen, and I have to say, I loved you guys' interview. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the segment about being unapologetically you. And that should be a book (laughs) that you should write or a topic of your next podcast about being unapologetically you. Okay. And why apologize for being you when you're, when you yourself is so inspiring, so extraordinary. You have an extraordinary life and you're striving and it's such a blessing. And I just would love to work with you one day. You know, which would be up to you, but I would love to work with you one day. I love your spirit. So I'm wishing you love, showing you love, blessings, and much more success, okay? And you have another listener. I'm here, and I'm happy to be with all of them.
5: Hey, thank you so much for your message. I love your podcast. Um, I definitely favorite your podcast. Um, Please feel free to check out mine and hit the favorite button if you like what you hear. Um, Thanks again. I love what you're doing on Anchor.
1: It's dope. It's just dope. Keep up the good work. I'm paying attention. I'm watching.